0: this morning. Uh we have accepted Christ as his Savior and as his Lord and He will demonstrate his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by willingly being baptized this morning. He's been waiting on this day a long time. <laughs> and so Jordan, upon the profession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son. uh, (laughs) How eager are you? Man, I wish evangelism was that easy. Maybe if I just go out on the front porch and just start preaching and don't stop, they'll just come in and jump in the water. How eager are you to die? How eager are you to spiritually die? In our series, impacts, we're going to sum it up today. And we're going to talk about how Jesus has impacted death. Death is something that affects every one of us at some point in our life, in some way, shape, or form, we'll all be impacted by death. And when we talk about death, even as Christians, it's a tough discussion. It's a tough topic. And yet, Jesus' Jesus' purpose in death on the cross was the freest of the bondage of death. So this morning, I hope this lesson helps us understand exactly what... And how, or let's just say how Jesus impacted death. Because I think He brought impact to death that should help us and should encourage us and not leave us with such a hard feeling when it comes to this topic. You know, unless we can see the impact that Jesus had on death, Christianity doesn't help us much with this topic. Because through death on the cross, Jesus Brought life. He brought the Spirit. The age of the Spirit was born through the death of Jesus on the cross. And that Spirit, that gift, as Acts 2 calls it, is the coping mechanism for the Christian when it comes to death because death brings eternal life. Just open in your Bibles, if you would, to First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 and 18. And Brother Sam Dessou last week kind of laid this foundation in his Lord's Supper talk. He gave us this scripture and I wanted to revisit it. I thought as he was speaking, that's the perfect foundation scripture. I love some of the brothers that get up and share their thoughts for the Lord's Supper. Brother Herb, I have a similar story to yours, except it involves chocolate donuts. Amen. Listen to what was written in the... Words to Peter. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with Gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. for it's better if it is God's will to suffer for doing what is good than what is do- than for what is evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive, In the Spirit. You see, the gift of the Holy Spirit is to help us cope in these earthly bodies. And for each and every one of us that has these earthly bodies, can't we understand we need all the help we can get? Amen? You know, each and every time I bend down on my knees to do something, I'm reminded of how much help I need in this earthly body. This earthly body is temporary. But it's also the temple of the Holy Spirit as long as I live on this earth. As the gifts of the Spirit are learned and unveiled in our lives, we go stronger in mind and in body and in spirit. So as we study, as we live in holiness, we learn. And it's not just our bodies that are rejuvenated, but it's our mind and our spirit more importantly. We grow spiritually. We mature. The gift of the Spirit is to help us be prepared To share the Gospel wherever and whenever God calls. Now, how do you become a young man and a young woman willing to go off to a country like China and share the Gospel? Church, brethren, remember, I want you to understand this. We can't show the video. We can't plug in this video that we showed you this morning on our social network page, on our Facebook page because to do so could put their lives in jeopardy, or at least their livelihood. Eric and Rachel serve God in a foreign place that's not kind to the Gospel being spread. They have the constant threat of being persecuted for the Gospel that they share. And what I want to tell you today is you get that way by understanding the importance of the Gospel by understanding that spreading the Gospel is a life or death issue. It's an eternal life or death issue. The truth is, you have to care about those that don't know the Gospel. You have to have faith that God has made that our number one mission to spread the Gospel of Jesus Christ, to spread the good news. Because see, when the Spirit leads death, and fear, then death doesn't have a grip on us. We're not in bondage to death. You know, Jesus impacted death by life through the Holy Spirit. In essence, when Jesus died on the cross, the greatest impact on the world was made that day because death impacted death because death that day brought eternal life. You know, the cross gave some great things, but here's four. The first thing is the cross is the greatest example of selflessness. Is there anyone that deserved death less than Jesus? What would it be like to be the perfect person in the world? To have never done anything to anyone, but then be arrested, be beat, be cursed, be spat on, and be hung to die in your own air for nothing more than a lie. And to let it happen when you had the power to make sure it didn't happen. That's selfless. In church, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a lot of power on this earth. Every one of us need to understand that. We have the power to make a lot of decisions for ourselves. We decide where we're going to be and when we're going to be there. We decide where we spend our money and where we don't. We decide where we give our time and where we don't. That's a lot of power. And as a Christian, what you're asked to do with that power is be selfless. And that is one important lesson of the cross. Number two is the cross is the greatest example of faith and obedience. Jesus in the garden says, Father, take this cup from Me, but not My will, but Your will be done. And He's obedient to that very set of Scripture, that very message that He gives to God. And He goes to the cross. And He doesn't fight it. And He doesn't stop it. In church, why we have the power to make all those decisions in our lives for ourselves, the question is, We also have the choice as to whether or not be faithful and obedient. Even to a cross. And number three, the cross is the greatest example of love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Amen? There's no greater love than what was shown on Golgotha. There's no greater love than for a person to give their only love to the world. And while we have the power as church and God's people to make all these decisions for ourselves, the important lesson that we have to learn from the cross is do we love like He loved? Are we willing to give at the level that He gave? You know, the cross is how, is how Jesus had the greatest impact on this world. I've given you four lessons now, this being the fifth on impact and how Jesus impacted the world. But there's no greater impact that Jesus had than the impact He had on death. Because His death on the cross freed us from death. He freed us from the fear of death. He freed us from the agony of bondage and sin and darkness. And He gave us hope and light in our grief. Look, if you will, at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We'll start in verse 25 and I'm going to read through 30. And Jesus is giving answer to some guys who are arguing about who He is. They're still arguing. After all they've watched about Jesus, they're still arguing about who this man is and what He is to them. And Jesus answered, He said, I did tell you, but you didn't believe. The works I do in My Father's name testify about Me, but you do not believe because you are not My sheep. My sheep listen to My voice. I know them and they follow Me. I give them eternal life. Listen, church. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of My hand. My Father who has given them to Me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of My Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. You see, what Jesus gave us and the impact that He had on death was to rip us out of evil and sin and reconcile us with God and put us in a place that you cannot be taken from. Because of God's grace and mercy and His love, He freed us from that bondage. Here's the question Do we embrace that? Do we embrace that? Do we understand that when we are deciding whether or not we, we go to this event or we engage in this process to spread the message of Christ, when we see that person on the street and we're questioning whether or not they know God, do we know how important that question is to be answered? Because it is an eternal life or death question. It's not this temporal life or death that we have. It's eternal. Jesus impacted death by grace through faith. We talk about grace all the time and how God will look over the world's sin and woe when they truly believe, when they truly repent. But the first part of that's critical, isn't it? Bringing them to an understanding that they have to repent. They have to acknowledge what sin is in their life. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens by understanding the gospel, being being introduced to Jesus, and developing a life with Jesus. And as you get to know Jesus, He'll help you decipher those things in your life. In John eleven, we find the story of the death of Lazarus. And you know, the kids always used to say, "Well, this is you know, this is the uh, the shortest verse in the Bible." Jesus wept. Obviously, death impacted Jesus too. He didn't want to die on the cross. He wept when He got to the death of Lazarus, when it came to the death of Lazarus. But the impact that He had after Lazarus' death once again was life. It was life. You know, the impact Jesus had on death is shared in the story of the Gospel. Light is brought into the world by the Gospel of Jesus. Look at John 11, 9 and ten. Jesus answered, "Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light." These words spoken at a time that when it was dark, it was dark. They didn't have street lights. Have you uh, have you bore witness when you're driving into the big city and you can see the silhouette of the night, of the light in the night, and you know there's a big city on the horizon, don't you? These folks didn't have that. When it was dark, it was dark, and you didn't walk around much at night. In fact, most of what happened after dark, as the scripture says, is really nothing good. But in the daytime, people travel. In the daytime, people moved about because they could see. You know, when we travel in the darkness of sin, life tends to be a life that we stumble, that we trip, that we fall. We bump into things. But when we travel in the light, we have more clarity. We can see. We have hope of knowing what's ahead. No fear of not knowing what's ahead. You know, Jesus impacts death by taking away the sting of sin. When we fall, it hurts, doesn't it? Bump into a wall, it hurts. Amen? Here About three weeks ago, I bumped into a, a thing out in the garage and it hurt. It brought blood all over the place. Because when we have those things those accidents, it hurts. And we sure wish we would have thought about it. We sure wish we would have seen what would happen in that moment. Light's important. In 1 Corinthians 15, 56 and 57, Paul writes, the sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what we're reminded of here is that when we are in bondage to sin, it hurts. Think about how the world has hurt others in the world with sin. You know, this is where most of you who may be involved in in social media and you're reading Facebook and stuff all the time, do you ever just step back from it for a moment and you you almost have like a headache because all you, you just see people hurting people and messages of hurt and messages of sorrow and different things time and time again, because that's what we get into in the world. And that's the sting that we find in the death of sin. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for His death on the cross. And church, listen to me. Thank God for the gospel. Thank God that in this place, on the tongues of all these people... And all of the people in this world today that meet in the name of Jesus Christ, thank God for the message of Jesus that we can take out into the world. Thank God He's given us that, that tool. John, John 11, verses 25 and, and 26, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in Me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die Do you believe this you know if i didn't believe this i don't know that i could have even began to cope with the last 2 years of my life and i know there's people in this room that have experienced the same grief of death in this world and you sit even as a christian you sit and you hurt you grieve But here's the thing, I pray that as a Christian, we also realize there's something beyond that day. There's something well beyond that day that is so awesome, that is so wonderful, that's so beyond what we can imagine. And I hope that that's your coping skill. I hope that that's that that one thing that you can grab a hold of and use it to cope with grief and hurt, and suffering. You know, this is the, the foundation of God's grace. And it's the foundation that grace works from. Jesus impacted death. And I want to give you five things here that you'll find in the back of your bulletin that maybe you can talk about as a family. You can take home with you. What I want you to understand this morning, and this is, this is so, so very important, is Jesus' death makes evangelism matter. Jesus' death makes evangelism matter. If we don't go out and spread the gospel and spread the message of the gospel and what Jesus accomplished to death on the cross, then that particular moment in time is worthless. It's for naught. It is the point in which the Holy Spirit comes into power in our lives. It's the point in which it goes from being the bodily uh, vessel of Jesus to the Spirit that we all receive as a gift when we're baptized. And that leads us to number two. Jesus' death makes baptism matter. You know, we, we, we talk all the time and people all around the world that debate this with, with the churches of Christ and with the Christian churches and some other movements now that baptize for the forgiveness of sins. I want to leave no doubt in this message today that baptism matters. Your baptism matters because it is the point in life where you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't let yourself believe that it doesn't matter whether or not you're Baptized. Because if you're not baptized, you're going into battle, spiritually spiritual battle, without the Holy Spirit. That doesn't make sense. I don't let my football players even touch the field without their helmets on. And I probably shouldn't let you go out the door without your Spirit on. You cannot do battle, spiritual battle, without the Spirit. It doesn't make sense. Your baptism... Matters. The point in which you professed belief in Christ and you repented of your sins and you gave your life to Christ and was born again matters. Jesus' death makes life matter. How many of you think you can do evangelism once you're buried? Once you're dead, it's over. This is your season to share. God put you where you're at to fulfill this season. You have workmates that need to know Jesus. You have schoolmates that need to know Jesus. We have neighbors and friends that need to know Jesus. And you've got this short lifespan that matters. In church for us not to take advantage of every opportunity, of every opportunity is a letdown to God. It's a letdown to the cross, it's a letdown to the gospel. because your life matters, your time here on earth matters. Jesus' death makes love matter, because this gospel will be shared in love. God's family will enjoy love. It'll feast on love. It'll grow from love. It'll heal from love. It'll be attractive because of its love. Jesus's death on the cross makes love matter. And finally, Jesus's death makes eternity matter. You know, I said it earlier and, 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 and one of the elders said, kind of, kind of corrected me on this, but I'm going to, I'm going to call that to task now. I said, if, if I was going to land in eternity, like if I could pick a place in eternity, it would be like two Adirondack chairs on this little beach that I looked out on from the Virgin Islands, right? And one of the elders said, well, you know, that beach is going to be like a dump compared to heaven. Well, I'm just saying that that place in heaven's like the best place in heaven. OK? So we'll just one-up each other, but I don't know how to speak Spanish, so you'll probably get me. Eternity matters. And I want to ask you something. Do you want to spend eternity in heaven or hell? Do you want your children to spend eternity in heaven or hell? Do you want the person that you know, that you love, that doesn't know Christ, that each time you think to yourself, man, I need to say something, man, I need to share something, do you want them to live eternity in heaven or hell? Do you want your employees? Do you want your neighbors? Do you want your friends? Do you want your schoolmates? I want you to ask yourself that question every day because eternity matters because of Jesus' death on the cross. The impact that Jesus had on death makes eternity matter. Church, it matters. Your baptism matters because you were given the Holy Spirit. When you were baptized, you were filled with God's Spirit. You were made in likeness to Him. And it matters because at that moment, you were equipped to evangelize. And that should matter. If you're not equipped this morning to evangelize, if you've not been baptized into Christ, don't sit there in your chair and wonder if it matters. Get up and do something. You know, if you if you wonder what to what to support in this world, support a missionary like Eric and Rachel. Support support a couple that's in a country trying to spread the gospel. See one of our elders, see Brandon Day, and give Eric your support so he can learn their language and spread the gospel in their language, because it matters. If you put on the Holy Spirit in baptism and you've fallen away from it or you're struggling with it, by golly, that matters this morning. Get up here and let us pray with you. Let us encourage you. Let us love on you. I promise it won't be the big guy screaming there will be an elder up here with a smile on his face. But let it matter. Because church, it does matter. God loves you. Jesus loved you. And He impacted death on the cross by giving His life. Please, don't let that not matter. Let's stand and